Hello and welcome to Register, the podcast about architecture and landscape from the Kingston School of Art in London. My name is Andrew Clancy. In this episode, Bush Mohammed interviews Duama Mayal, a partner, along with Irene Perez of the Majorcan practice Teda Architects. Bushra is a recent enough graduate of Kingston. She's worked for both Manadnock and now currently is working for DRDH Architects, a practice that we have very strong links with as a school, obviously not least because Daniel Rosbottom uh, led this school uh, for many years. Bushra herself is also part of the teaching team here in undergraduate. With myself and Nana, she ran the uh, Drawing Matter Hauser and Wirth Summer School that we run for pre-A-level students each August, uh, with a forthcoming edition happening shortly. In this interview, Bushra and Kwame talk through the various threads which are bound up in the practice that Kwame runs with Irene, not least a, a discussion about territoriality in architectural culture, the engagement with local vernaculars, both in the places that we're from and in other places where we're called to work, and how these threads get fused with higher cultures of architecture in, in the making of the ordinary landscapes of the places where we're called to work. Teda's work shows an incredible precision in both the calibration of its plan and in the making of a kind of typologically situated work, but one which is infused with a very uh, open-minded attitude to tectonics and the material presences which might be possible. In this, they have an ability to engage with material from first principles, a thinking about their tectonic properties and the weather and nature of the sites where they're working in to produce powerfully present works which are not driven forward in pursuit of an image and yet produce extraordinary singular moments at the same time. This conversation between a vital presence possible within architecture and its role as an ordinary part of the places where we work is something they have in common with many architects of their generation across Europe and is often tricky to pin down precisely uh, what's at work. Uh, It differs from practice to practice and from person to person so hearing this explored at length was uh, something that I hope you'll enjoy. Welcome to the Kingston School of Art. Um, thank you for joining us today. But I'd just like to start by asking how you and Irene, if you can answer for her, but how you kind of came to architecture, how you came to study architecture, how, to, how you came to be an architect. Okay, well, first of all, I want to thank you, the, the uh, Kingston School of Art, to invite us here. Um, and regarding this first question, I only can answer for by myself, because um, I don't know what Irene, uh, how Irene uh, came to that. I think that perhaps she came because uh, uh, she has to a brother and a sister that are already were already architects. However, the the first thing I can remember is when I was doing my my high school. Uh, at the very beginning, I was around 15 years or something, someone asked me, uh, what are you going to study later on? I, I decidedly answered architecture. However, uh, at the very definitive moment when you have to uh, decide it, uh, I, I couldn't decide. I, I, I have a lot of doubts around, about, about it. But definitely, I think it was a very nice decision. <laughs> no, yeah, right, so. definitely. So, so at 18, you had had doubts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Because what, it was like, uh, yeah, no, no way back, no? Let's say, no? Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, there is always a way back, but in that moment... Uh, no, exactly. It's, it's a very definitive path that you have mm, to... Or yeah. It feels like you have to take, yeah, make yeah. that decision at a very yeah. early age. Mm, mm. For some people, like you said, 15 years old, mm, you know. Mm. But so what made you be sure that you wanted, or are you still uncertain? No, I think that uh, the thing that makes me feel that I am on the way is that I have fun with the things I have, with the things I do. Yeah. And um, I think that if you don't have fun with the things you do, with your job, with your family, with your friends, with the place you live, you have to change. There are a lot of ways of living this life, no? mm. and we only have one. Then mm. uh, please uh, have fun and be confident with yourself and be happy. That that's it. No? try to try to the, the work. We don't we don't we cannot split life and work normally. The architects, no? we are really involved. No, yeah, unfortunately. then if you, if you don't have fun, okay, it's 
easy than stop my change, you know. That's yeah. it, you know. No, completely. Mm. And then, so where did you study and, and kind of... Yeah, I think that was a very important point. Uh, we, Irene and I, studied in the Etza Valles, no? Mm -hmm. It's one of the two sisters that the UPC, the, the Polytechnical University of Catalonia, has. Uh, the first one is more than uh, 100 years old, is the one in Barcelona, but afterwards, they in the 80s they opened another one in the Vallès is very close to Barcelona it's kind of uh, 20-30 minutes by train no? mm. and uh, it was a young school it's still a young school but with it, with a very familiar uh, ambience I say you know uh, we are more or less like your school, a bit a bit more, we are close to 1,000 students. Mm -hmm. We were when I was studying, now I don't really know. However, is this, uh, the, the scale of the school I think is very important because you um, you become confident with the teacher, with the professors. We, you, you begin to have a very uh, important group of friends because when you are studying, you are like uh, growing like a person, you knows when you are... Um, uh, you, you are beginning as a teenager, but you end as a well, as a no, I don't know, as a, um, as a man, let's say, you know. <laughs> Hopefully, well-rounded individual. Yeah, that's it. And, and you you begin to make your 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 friends there, and if the the ambience of the school uh, uh, is not uh, nice, I think you, you cannot finish in a in a proper way. No, mm -hmm. and that has a relation. I think totally a relation, very strong relation with the scale, with mm. the size of the school, then mm, uh, I think it's much better to be small. Mm. And is that because of facilities and because of the time the time tutors can give to you or the attention? Yeah, I think, I think it's because of attention, mm -hmm. no? Mm. It's the same thing when I can translate it into, into, into a studio, no? I think that we are tiny and we want to be tiny because I want to pay attention to all the details, to mm. everything, to every corner, to mm. every budget, to every person, to every client, to every building. No, uh, in, when you talk about in a school, it could be um, a kind of a big studio. However, if you become familiar with the people, familiar with the professor, familiar with the with the, all the stuff, let's say, and all the all the friends, and but also with the tools, uh, with everything you have. Then I think that you can uh, improve better. I think you can you can uh, learn in a more intense way. I think. Mm. Yeah, completely. Um, and do you think there's anybody in the school, or maybe when you first started working, that really kind of had a a big impact on you and your career, or you how you developed as an architect? I have to talk about my friends mm -hmm. for sure, because we really are still are really confident and we really love to share our things, let's say. Sometimes it's a book and it was when we were studying. Hey guys, have you seen this architect? Hey guys, have you seen that? And it is still today, you know, last week, uh, this last Friday, I was in Barcelona and we went to see our last apartment we have finished there with this group of friends. We were five friends. In fact, we are still, well, yeah, we are a lot, no? but we, we are a, very, a group, a very close group of five, no? and mm. we are really uh, uh, involved with everyone, no? and we are sharing the hopes and problems and uh, stuff we have no? now uh, with the technologies we have. It's easy to, to be closer, mm. no? because mm. I live in, in, in Mallorca and they live in in, in, in Barcelona, however, mm -hmm. we, we, we are really close, no? Uh, and that thing, uh, 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 when I was in the second year, I think it was the first semester, semester of my second year, uh, I had a, a, a professor uh, that uh, told us that, I, don't, I cannot remember the percentages, but he told us that from him we were going to learn the 10%. From the books, uh, another ten percent. From uh, other teachers, I know another ten percent. Mm. But from friends, it was like uh, seventy or sixty or fifty percent. No? Then uh, I think it was really, really, it's really true. Mm. No? Then the most uh, impressive uh, 
relation that I have and the most, uh, yeah, well, the, the, the people from uh, who I learned the more, I think it were my, my, my friends, of course, yeah. Yeah, I think that's really true. Um, how and how did you and Irene did you meet in in school then? And yeah, did you, was she part of the five? Yeah, yes. Okay, he was. He, she was part of the five. She is still part of the five, of course. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we, yeah, 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 and we we did also the the Erasmus. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, but we were like, uh, we we could. Uh, shoes where we want to go mm-hmm. with the Erasmus and in that moment it was the late 90s everyone uh, wanted to go to to Netherlands no mm, yeah super Dutch yeah and we okay uh, there were kind of MVRDV stuff no mm-hmm. however we decided to move to Rome oh. it, I think it's just a thought of our intention but at that moment it was really uh, uh, how you say, uh, with with non-intention, let's say, no, we we did really free, mm. but we we choose uh, in that moment um, uh, we just uh, uh, roam, no, instead of choosing the last fashion, the last moment, the last uh, no, the last stuff in architecture, you know, we just roam, mm. old stones, old arches, old typologies, no. However, I think it's quite. Interesting to look at that moment in this way, no? Um, yeah, no, completely. I mean, yeah. I think you can't go wrong from trying to learn from these fundament, like fundamental lessons, <laughs> right? <laughs> Rather than <laughs> just what's current. <laughs> um, and so after Rome, you came back and then what? Did you work together as well? Yeah, in the same um, practice? yeah well, at the very beginning, um, when we came back, we still have to finish with our career. Uh, and we were, uh, I was working with uh, a studio in, in Barcelona called Valle Roig. Mm-hmm. No? Uh, Irene was working with Joan um, Pasqual, a very interesting uh, architect who is doing a lot of uh, housing. No? And uh, when we finished the, the career, I finished in 2000, she finished in 2001, and in that moment, we were very lucky because we had the first commission. However, I we, we began to work. Uh, I began to work with a very friend of mine and Raymond, who was uh, my our first partner, and uh, he was the the partner of the career. Let's say mm-hmm. now we did all the projects together, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, we we share a lot of nights and a lot of uh, yeah. We still we still share things, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. and. Uh, we split because we moved to Mallorca and he, he was in Barcelona, then it's, it was logical, no? Mm-hmm. However, that was the first the first moment no, of the studio. And then I began to do my PhD thesis there in, in Barcelona. And in 2004, we moved to, to Mallorca. Mm-hmm. Then we began in, in, more, in a more serious way mm-hmm. with this... Uh, Data or TEDA and stuff, yeah. So, and um, was that like a real kind of leap of faith or was it a big risk or did you did it feel really natural? No, 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 no. It was totally natural. Yeah? To- uh, uh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, I think that every move we do, it's not because um, we are like uh, pushing ourselves mm. or um, taking these uh, risky decisions. Some of them are quite, let's say, risky but um, or can seem strange uh, however they I think that uh, all all these decisions all these movements have been really um, uh, natural no we moved to Mallorca because I was from there uh, and in Barcelona was really difficult to get an apartment or something mm. and I think that well I was living in Barcelona in Barcelona city then uh, it's a kind of a place like here in London no then mm. Where you feel more, I was talking to you before. No? Mm. You feel more like a number than mm. a name, you know. And you were saying um, that in Barcelona there wasn't this kind of culture of a network of collaboration of, of of kind of people passing your name along because they know what you do. And then in Mallorca, you've hmm. kind of been able to develop. Yeah, this yeah, way. yeah. Because in in Mallorca we have we were very lucky because uh, some of our friends, well, 
there was just first one mm-hmm. they they decide to to build their home or to refurbish an old house or something and they um, put their confidence with with us no mm-hmm. uh, and then we we began to have these commissions from friends at the very beginning no then there yeah the, the, the opinion that they have uh, after doing their houses uh, was uh, was it was really important to get more commissions, let's mm. say, no? The rumours, the word of mouth, yeah, like, yeah, helped, yeah, helped yeah, you guys along. Yeah. So because you have this network, does that mean you uh, collaborate with other practices quite a lot? Um, is this is there this culture of collaboration with other architects there in Mallorca? No. 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 Okay, so it's very much... No, no, no. I think <laughs> that in Mallorca everyone is in his cave, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. working alone, mm. and well, from some years to today, we began to know other people, um, other architects that we didn't know before, mm. other young architects that are working in a very nice way, and uh, we are getting friends, and we are having another, another, yeah, another net. Hmm. of architects that are interested in that because in Mallorca there are a lot of architects but not that much that work uh, in, in, in a proper way. Yeah, say. so does that mean you kind of, you feel that you expand this to beyond Mallorca so maybe you're having conversations that kind of keep the interests and spur the interest with people um, more around Europe or even globally, like architects around Europe around or globally? Are they architects that you are having these conversations with that you... But not that you, much. Uh, no? Not okay. that much. Okay. No, no. That's shared the no. sense of we, we used to work uh, much more, uh, let's say, alone mm-hmm. than in collaboration with, with others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you must kind of have some architects that you think are kind of speaking about a similar... or having the similar kind of sensibility or speaking in a similar way. Or are they architects that you kind of look to that you think that you're either using as references or you think are, are talking about the same things as you guys in your office? Um, yeah, they, 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 okay, I can say names, but I don't like to, to, to talk about um, uh, uh, others, no? No, yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> especially if they are alive, no? <laughs> yeah, then, no. Then I think that for, for, for an architect from Mallorca, mm. uh, a name that we... Uh, we must celebrate mm. is John uh, No, I think mm. um, he was, uh, he has been, he's, he is still, no, a great uh, character for us. He's a great uh, reference. No, he's a great reference because, as someone said, he's not an architect from Mallorca. Of course, he's from Denmark. However, in in the seventies, he did uh, the most Mallorcan house that was in the island. No. That, that makes me think about uh, the things we are doing, no? Mm-hmm. He is doing, he did uh, this house, this Canlis house, the first house mm-hmm. he built there. He's building from the way we live. We can live outside. We need these outdoor rooms. He's built from our habits, let's say. It's built from our tradition, it's built from our material, this sandstone, this mares, it's called mm-hmm. uh, this sandstone. Then I think it's a very strong reference for, for us. However, nowadays there are references all, all around the world, that, but uh, we, we, we are really com- confident and uh, yeah, we feel comfortable with this way of doing things, you know, just... Uh, uh, they think th- this house seems to be there from I don't know centuries, no, mm-hmm. and it's something kind of mm, very primitive, no, mm-hmm. because it's growing from this tradition, or from these habits, or from these materials that are really common, and normal, and. So, do you think that sparked like your interest or sensibility to kind of work with, or observe the vernacular, and then make architecture through that? Yeah. Uh, well. We, as I said before, mm. uh, we we don't work in that way as a strategy. Mm. It's not pre-thought. Uh, it's the way we can work. It's the way um, we do things just directly. We don't think before how we have to do this. We have to act as a vernacular and that stuff. No, we feel that like this is the normal way 
of doing things and you have to be to feel comfortable with yourself when you mm. do something no however i think that everyone has a, a bag a bag full of things no uh, that uh, you collect every day uh, with the things you see and uh, the things you have been living or have you been uh, testing or the, the things you have been uh, seeing However, uh, I think the vernacular has a very strong presence in in, in, in Mallorca. He has it has a still a very strong. Um, uh, uh, his uh, uh, it's very it's very strong the, the tradition and the the, the 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 typologies and all this stuff. And I think that we have to um, uh, uh, keep on with this knowledge that we have from centuries and centuries. Mm-hmm. And what we try is just to be in line with this tradition because we we, we think as the as the etymology of the word tradition says uh, the the word tradition comes from the from the Latin from the Latin word uh, tradere that means bring things forward. Then it's like when uh, a craftsman is working every day doing the same object. He's repeating, for instance, a share. No, every day he's doing the same share, the same mm-hmm. thing. No, with this repetition, that it's never the same. There is always uh, a step uh, forward. No, a little um, uh, something uh, that changes a little bit day by day, day by day, becoming uh, more uh, precise or more, you know, b- becoming better, making this object a little bit better day by day. Then this evolution that. Um, uh, the the craftsman does repeating the same object. This repetition, repetition, repetition is uh, another, another time with the Latin word "item." No, mm. the "item," "item" uh, gives to the place the identity of a place. Then mm. this repetition that the tradition does gives identity to the place, and is the thing that we feel comfortable comfortable to work with. This bringing things from past to the present or to the future. Uh, with a repetition of the same thing, of the same concept, but m- making a little step more. Then mm. we always we say that we prefer the, the, the evolution rather than the revolution. Yeah, no? yeah. Then in this sense it's the same thing that all the craftsmen, all the, all the tradition does. No? And we cannot break with that. No. We are part of this tradition. Uh, in, the, in the history of architecture we are just a little spot in this uh, whole uh, mm-hmm. history. Then, what we need is to just to put another uh, uh, grain in this desert, mm-hmm. no? a little, a little spot, a bit of no? progress. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. And and um, it's really evident. I think in your work, this idea of craftsmanship and this idea of kind of maintaining the quality that that again links it to the past. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. how how would you say that you kind of try and maintain that craftsmanship that you never know when, when or where a project starts. No, however, we can uh, keep with the tradition from a lot of different sides. Let's mm. say, no, um, tradition has a lot of different faces. No, then we can work for, for instance, uh, from typology. No, when we say patio, patio sounds uh, really c- can sound really, really, really primitive. No, however, patio. It's a typology, it's a traditional typology that comes from the Romans, not then, uh, thousands of years ago. Mm. And a patio is it's, it's in a space, in it's, it's an outdoor room that allows us to uh, do our habits. Then around eight uh, months a year you can have uh, lunch out of your house, then you can uh, have lunch in a patio. No? Mm. But also a patio is a place for relations. Uh, and also patio it's a, it's, a, it's a climatic machine we could say that allows mm. you the cross ventilation mm. or creates a macro, mm. microclimate mm. in a house or in a building no? then for instance this typology of the patio we can talk about all the typology no? mm. however as an example the patio is really evident mm. that it, it has very strong knowledge 
that it has been built all along the years, no? Mm. Then we cannot say, no, we want to break with that. Why? To create what? Mm. To create something new? What means new? What means original, no? Yeah. Then the, the, the lecture we are going to give today, you know, this is never original, no? It's, in, it's impossible to be original. You need something stronger than architecture, something social changing or mm. something that asks you to change things. If not, we are humans, we have the same size as uh, thousands of years ago, mm. we the same thought, more or less we are, we haven't changed that much, then mm. we can keep on with this uh, tradition, with this uh, strong uh, knowledge that we already have. No? Mm. The commonality that kind of binds us together. Yeah, yeah, because uh, yeah, there are a lot of a lot of concepts to work with. The material is another things. No, if, mm. if you, why the local uh, architecture is working with the stones or with wood or in I don't know because they have forests or they don't have they mm. have stones and normally you have a um, uh, there is a balance in between. Um, the landscapes, uh, the sources you have, no, okay. and uh, and the things you do. Mm -hmm. Then, uh, for instance, if you are in the north of Europe, for instance, you have a lot of forest, but to keep the the, the natural balance in that forest, you need to cut some trees mm -hmm. a year. Mm -hmm. Then, from these trees, that perhaps are uh, an obstacle, not needed, mm -hmm. no. This obstacle, not necessary. This obstacle, this this waste obstacle, this waste can become uh, your mm, material mm -hmm. to work with. Yeah. No? Or I don't know. Sometimes in a, in a, in a terrain, you need to to clean it because it's full of stones because you want to plant. No. Mm -hmm. Then from those stones, you can build a wall, mm -hmm. a party wall in between the two fields, for mm -hmm. example. No. And this is very common architecture. This very, very, very rough architecture, but it's really true. It's really coherent with mm -hmm. with itself. No? And do you think that that kind of feeling of start uh, not being original, kind of how do you bring that into the aesthetics of your projects, or or for instance, um, if you're if you've you know in Mallorca, like you said, the vernacular is very evident. Um, so it gives you a lot of clues on how to observe and how to start and maybe what materials to use, what happens when you go to a different context. And it's maybe not as clear, you know, what the starting points are. Like, how do you decide what you take? Mm -hmm. Or if you go to a, maybe a place where you say don't know as well as Mallorca, or, mm -hmm. you know, how no. do you observe? Some minutes ago, I have said that Jorn uh, Nudzon built mm. the most Mallorcan house mm. in Mallorca. Yeah. And he is, he wasn't from Mallorca. Mm. Why? I think it, he, it was uh, because when he got in Mallorca, when he arrived, he realized, he was surprised, he was amazed for this uh, other way of living for these other habits we have, for these other materials. Mm. He, for sure, I'm, I, I never talked with him, for sure, but but uh, I'm sure that he was really in love with with this sandstone. And he came to Mallorca because he was in love with the climate, for example, and mm. the climate allows us to live outside. Mm. Then the house he built began with this, with these things, that um, uh, he was surprised or he was uh, in love with. No? And I think it's the same thing that has happened to us when we went to Switzerland. Mm. We got in love with these old farms that are all around built in wood, mm. because in America we don't have wood, we, can, we cannot you can build with wood, of course, but we don't used to have forest, mm. and then it's, it's more uh, a wet construction is not dry. Then, when we went there, we were really uh, amazed of these uh, old farms, old buildings where the structure was really intense, was really important. No, and we we walk, we drive to, through the through the country, not to drive through the through the highways, but through these small paths 
or in the countryside, mm-hmm. no, and to stop and taking photos and visiting and and in these uh, visits we were doing, we while well, we were doing competitions, no, we saw we discovered we discovered by ourselves. Let's say uh, for for ourselves these new typologies that were really new for us, but this is uh, what is important for us. This uh, question of the infraordinary, no. Um, George Perec has this book called The Infraordinary, no? yeah. where it talks about um, that today, not today, but in his years, no? uh, he, he began the, the, the book talking about the, the news on the newspaper. No? He says that the train only exists when uh, he has an accident. And uh, the more that there are the more the train exists then he's talking that he's saying that the, the exception is the thing that exists the common thing the daily thing doesn't exist for anyone that train only exists when, when has some, problems yeah, no okay, right, when it's an exception yeah. no mm. however he says what well, i'm interested completely in the opposite the daily things the common things mm. the vulgar things the the the, the, everyday. the the everyday things, mm. no? Mm-hmm. Then I don't know why, but we are in, interested in 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 that, no? In mm. the things that are common, they are normal, they mm. are super normal, no? Yeah. Uh, they are uh, then in in that process of uh, being out or in of our island, mm. we we began to be in touch with all of these typologies, and uh, yeah. And you said earlier that when you did the Swiss competition for the school, that they picked you because you were the most Swiss. Yeah, yeah, that, that was written <laughs> yeah. in the jury, yeah. I don't know, re- yeah. resumed, yeah, yeah. Like you said, you know, this correlation with the farm buildings, but then you have this like really precarious uh, concrete foundation that's kind of hmm. stepped. Um, hmm. That, hmm. Uh, to me, like, doesn't immediately scream Swiss, but, and then also those kind of pink tiles within the concrete um, the timber shingles <laughs> that also doesn't scream Swiss. so hmm. so like how what was the kind of mediation between this like producing something really swiss and also not i i don't know but the project really agree with you i'm <laughs> sorry however no what, what i want to mean is that as an actor you bring some rules to the project mm-hmm. for instance the structure and all the stuff however when when you have been drawing your first line you are not free. You depend on that line. Or that line depends on you. You have to ask to that line how it wants to be. Mm-hmm. For instance, if we talk about these wood fish scales that the building has, you say, okay, the pink ones, the ones that are on the bottom, they are quite pink, they are gonna turn into brownish mm-hmm. because they are in natural copper. That pink tiles are coming because it's the last one, the one you have in the bottom, mm. and it's the one that is related with the snow and with the rain, no? Mm. Then if you don't want that first scale or last scale, I don't know, the, the one at the bottom to mm. get rooted, no? You need to do something in metal, no? Mm. Then that's a very traditional detail there in Switzerland, no? Mm. Then however, there it looks like an aesthetic design, mm. no? It doesn't matter if it seems aesthetic, but it's not. It's a constructive de- decision, no? Mm-hmm. It's like those columns that are in the porch, in the access, mm-hmm. that seems that they are taking care of the building because they are really massive, but are really I- I- unstable. Yeah, no? precarious. Like, yeah. Precarious, yeah. 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 Uh, of, because of this shape, no? Mm. Uh, um, uh, we were really uh, uh, conscient of, of this decision, no? Uh, however, it begins with a constructive need, no? Mm-hmm. It was that the structure is built in, in, in wood uh, pillars and columns, no? And in that point is the only point that was exterior, and we couldn't build with uh, wood. Uh, uh, and there is also this, the whole that we make for the for the porch want to be complete from side to side. Then, if you put there two small legs in wood, it doesn't work. Then mm-hmm. we had to change to to concrete and to make these two huge elements mm-hmm. that are also representing another thing. They are representing the element column as an architectonical element. You know, saying 
they have a, another presence in another level saying, okay, guys, have you seen that columns? Because it's impossible not to see those columns. You have to see them. Mm -hmm. And they are there just to let you know how important is a column. However, every one of these columns has three parts, no? Normally, in a very classical way, the column has a plinth, has a, no, well, a base, mm -hmm. no? Yeah, plinth, yeah. Then they has a, a trunk of the column, I don't mm -hmm. know the name yeah. in, in English, it doesn't uh, matter. Base, yeah. They have the base, then yeah. the... the oh, the, the, col the, the column itself, column, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the... Uh, the capital. The capital, yes. okay. <laughs> then these three parts yeah. are represented there with these three stones, mm -hmm. no? Every part is independent of the other. Ah, it's moving a bit. Mm -hmm. Just saying, okay, we are part of the same thing, but mm -hmm. not at all. No, we can be independent. Mm -hmm. no? yeah? mm -hmm. This um, tension that you find in every one of these pieces. No? Mm -hmm. And if you pay attention, every one of these pieces is built uh, in concrete, mm. but the composition of every one of those is different. It has different kind of aggregates inside. Then mm. if you pay much more attention the way they are not only placed but built there is different from one to the other no inside of the this building there is another column ah. really in the center mm -hmm. made of wood mm -hmm. that runs from the ground floor until the roof then mm -hmm. it has kind of 12 meters right and that column doesn't touch anywhere just in a, to just it's just holding the, the roof no okay. this column yeah. also have three parts it has a ah. very low base a very long column and at the very top the capital is opening to hold the skylight that, that introduces the light inside of this uh, hole on this space no there there is a, a dialogue between these two um, short columns uh, massive mm -hmm. of the of the exterior and the one that is very light very tall very mm -hmm. high very yeah very light is made of wood of the interior no? there is a, also this relation. So even though it's kind of was spurred on by this kind of farm typology, the banal typology of that area, it's still got this kind of nodes to classicism and um, to the uh, very monumental or the long-lasting. And um, I wondered if, you know, you, you went to Rome, you studied there for a year, um, how do you find kind of building in a contemporary or contemporary methods of construction, how does that influence or, or hinder you maybe trying to make these <laughs> buildings mm -hmm. that uh, mm -hmm. relate to the past or? I think the old buildings were more sincere because they don't have a lot of uh, re resources. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. They were very rough, very direct. Mm -hmm. no? Then when you see a building in Rome, you see in a structure, that's all. The structure, the partitions are the same thing. No? Mm the space, no? I think that in those architectures, every element wants to be something, no? Then I think this is the relation between the really classical stuff and the things we try to do, no? Uh, we can used to say that even a brick wants to be something, no? Mm. You have to take care when you... There is a very strong effort to bring... to put a brick into a building, no? Imagine all the process from the earth until a wall no there is a very huge effort no mm -hmm. not only economical but also uh, well a physical effort to to bring that element there then we have to pay attention how we put every element in the in the worksite and every element has to talk about his its function or its why is that element there. Mm -hmm. If it's not did it, you, you don't need to put it. Mm -hmm. Or yes, why you put it? Because of an aesthetical thing, it's also neat, perhaps. Or uh, what you call this brick to come to your project? What you call this beam or this, I don't know, every element, every, every tile, every, you have to ask it. You have to ask to the project with kind of answer uh, it wants. No? And when you call one element, I think that every element needs to be expressed in the building. And then the building begins to have, begins to be uh, really uh, complex because in every building there are a lot of elements. No, then this complexity is the thing that makes the the space, the building itself. No, everything is. I was going to say true, but I don't want to say true. True mm. is too much. Perhaps uh, everything is coherent with the project. No, 
you start with that line. That line begins to have rules uh, and those rules is the only thing you have to follow during the project and during the building site. No? Mm-hmm. Then you find all the answers in that first line. No? Mm. Because from there, from that first spark, from this first uh, idea, everything has to come uh, back. No? It has to come um, into the project. No? From this until, I don't know, uh, the mortar you use in the joints. No? You have to take care of every detail no? mm-hmm. until the very last scale of detail mm. and it seems really present in your work that you focus a lot on the plan and kind of working out the plan but is there any moment where maybe something else takes precedent over the plan maybe like you said like an aesthetic decision um, about the tile or the kind of mm-hmm. joint or the elevation say if you want to put a window here but in the plan it doesn't make sense to put the window exactly there um what what would take precedent or is there a moment where the plan would become secondary Mm -hmm. we we used to work we used to work with plans mainly Mm -hmm. however you have the i used to draw in plan however i have the consciousness Mm -hmm. of building something in 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 high no in different levels no but perhaps i only think in, in in plan of course we we compose facade. However, we never think about aesthetics at all. I mean, sometimes uh, the materials or the way you have to place that material in that house or in that building, mm. it's already part of the rules you have. No, For instance, in this house called Canjordi uh, in Africa that we were talking before, mm. in this house, we already have an existing building. Then it was something to us. An obstacle, something that we didn't need, but we decide, I think, with some co- common sense, no, uh, not to throw away all this material, not the waste of this material, but to transform it a bit. How we we, we thought how we can uh, manipulate these stones or this material to get a new uh, to give a new life to these materials that it's something that we need to, to waste, to throw away. Then mm-hmm. we, we discovered that we only need to cut it in, in two and to turn the hidden sides of the stone uh, to the facade, to make the facade with these new reliefs. No? It was a new life for this material. And it was, the result is really aesthetic. No? Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, it was given from the material, from this decision that comes from the project, comes from the situation. We didn't do anything. It just follow the coherence that the project has, no? mm-hmm. or the project needs. No? Mm-hmm. The project needs that stone in that way, in that moment. Or we could say that this is one of the possible answers that the project needs, mm-hmm. because there are a lot, of course. Mm-hmm. But this one was really coherent with the, with the project, with the building process, etc. In all of your projects, how does working with the client kind of influence or change how you work? For instance, you were telling me the Can Heimer and Isabel was your favorite favorite building to work on. Um, was that just because of location, or was it client? Was it budget? What what makes it? No, you know? uh, I think that is is a hole in one. You no, know? mm-hmm. at the end, is an orchestra that has to play everything together. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. however, um, regarding the client, I think it's. Uh, another, we could say, material, no, another ingredient of mm. this meal we mm. are we are doing. No, we have to know as architects that we are building for a client. We are not building for ourselves. Mm-hmm. No, the result of a building we do it always depends on the client. We try to uh, involve them in the project more than uh, what they could imagine before. No, they are part, a very active part of the of the process. Also an active part of the building process where we are on site. Mm -hmm. We try to have meetings there, not every week, not every two weeks, but when it's possible, we try to meet them just to have decisions uh, with them. And I think that this is, well, really, really, really important. As the budget, you say, the budget is impossible not to 
to have it as an ingredient, no? mm. because if you don't follow the budget, you don't finish the building. Mm-hmm. However, um, uh, we have to take care of the of the of the clients because uh, we are building for them. Uh, okay, final. I think final question, maybe. Um, so, maybe not very popular opinion, but the kind of younger generation, or maybe up for me, I can at least I can talk about me and my peers. I feel like we are usually very captivated by you know the the visual image for me and you, I have never visited any of your projects but you know the can pick a fort and the school kind of really captivate I found them really captivating because in can pick a fort you have these orange tiles which are kind of arranged and I know you say you don't really think of the aesthetics but you know arranged in a very pleasurable way um, and um, how how do you think that influences your architecture or architecture today in general and I don't know a good thing obviously it's not a good thing because it should have more depth than image but mm-hmm. I feel like we're being asked or at least the younger generation are kind of asking for the image to really be considered mm. a lot more no um I think there are a lot of different approaches to this mm-hmm. question of the image no for instance this is one first point could be the communication, the way we communicate, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. now with the uh, internet and all mm-hmm. this stuff, we, okay, we see just images and images and images, you know, every day, you know. I think that we see, we see a lot of too much images today, too much, mm-hmm. you know. I think that, uh, for, for instance, the students in the schools, sometimes when you ask them which is your favorite building they normally they have an answer but afterwards if you answer them for instance to draw the plan of that building mm. or where, where is the entrance where is they don't know that they can draw just a, a perspective taken from a photo then that photo has a very strong influence then that's awful no mm. they they yeah. cannot uh, do a project they cannot design a building from a photo it's, it's impossible. Then that's quite a, a tricky question. Also with the internet stuff, right to the internet, you no, know, it's uh, it's a different approach regarding this communication system. You no, know? mm-hmm. we used to um, we we try to uh, explain the projects as far as we can with a lot of images. I can remember some of the projects that we now have in the in the website that have around 60, 70, 80 slides. No? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you want yeah. to be really deep in the project, you can, if you want, because it's a, it's a way of um, explaining the work we do and how we work no? mm-hmm. until the very last uh, details. However, in this aesthetic composition of the image, no? I think that it's not very popular, as you said, mm. to talk about ugly and nice things, mm. especially in a school of architecture like this. No, I, uh, I have uh, heard uh, architects like Elias Torres, no, mm. saying, "Please don't do ugly things." No, uh, it was a very cl- friend of mine, Guillaume, who was working with them for around uh, 10 years and used to say this sentence, please don't do ugly things, no? Then we have to do nice things, no? Mm. Okay, the aesthetic value that uh, everyone has is different, but we we could agree that there are things that are nice or not nice. Then I think that we have to work with that, of Mm. course. And for instance, uh, the apartment in Campiga Fort, the way we use that brick, it it comes from very constructive uh, decision. Mm-hmm. That brick, it's, uh, it's typical in Spain, mm-hmm. uh, can, in, in, in the normal way is placed uh, with the holes, let's say, looking up and these teeth looking in the direction of the wall, uh, has two, two um, characteristics, can make a structural wall and it's also an isolation wall, a thermal isolation mm-hmm. wall. Mm-hmm. However, we place in a wrong way for Two reasons. One is to let the brick talk, saying, I am not a structural wall. Mm-hmm. These bricks are not structural, are just uh, an indefinition, just to hide the, 
the isolation we have mm-hmm. uh, behind, it. behind it. And also to say I'm not an isolation wall because we have cork isolating the, the walls also. However, the second um, reason is to show like these uh, um, walls covering you know, are a kind of a dress. You, know? you are dressing the walls. Mm-hmm. You know? Addressing in a in the in a in a in a semper way, in a Gottfried semper way, mm-hmm. in a very yeah, yeah, yeah. in a way that uh, the textiles mm. uh, dressed people, no, and in the way we have to dress architecture. Then this it it can seem a kind of textile, no, mm-hmm. uh, or the, really? the pattern, no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. However, it's placed there in that way, filling the holes with mortar, no, having this kind of painted wall or this dressed inside, then it's a constructive decision, but it finishes with something that could be called aesthetic or nice or dress, mm-hmm. no? Because in I uh, I would like to, to to ask the students sometimes to dress a building, no? Mm-hmm. How can you think of this not as a last skin, no? but from a constructive decision, yeah. how you dress it, how yeah. it looks like, because of your constructive decision of how you place the brick, mm-hmm. no? and or how you do the joint, or how you, how it's the last uh, uh, aspect of this of this building, how it is, how it looks like, you know. Then yeah. I think we cannot forget all these all these concepts. You know? I mean, like Luce did it with Villa Josephine, right, um, mm-hmm. with that kind of top part stripes um, and he kind of tried to reinvigorate this conversation mm-hmm. about dressing mm-hmm. dressing the buildings um, yeah and I guess in a way any kind of facade or kind of rain screen that you put on is this idea of about how you can finish and dress it mm-hmm. end, right? mm-hmm. yeah. do you want to tell me a bit more about your favorite building then or, or we don't have to call it favorite actually um, but you know the one that yeah. You said earlier, actually, it's all one big project because mm-hmm. each one is just mm. a progression of mm. your previous mm. ideas. So mm. I guess in that way, the culmination should be the school, right? Yeah. Or no, I think, uh, yeah, we can say, we can say favorite, don't worry. <laughs> I, I don't like that word, but I can say favorite. Then, uh, well, on one hand, as I said, uh, I think that every architect in his whole career just does one project is the same project is evolving and because we are just one brain mm. thinking and we have ideas coming and overlapping over the different projects and progressing and uh, evolving no mm. however i think that i will have the same answer i hope i hope i will have my the same answer to this question during my whole life. Uh, my favorite project is the last one we have finished. Then perhaps I can say that the last one is Canheimer and Isabel, mm-hmm. no? Mm-hmm. And it has a meet, uh, it has a, a very strong balance with the whole concepts we are bringing from the tradition to the contemporary times. And I can explain you that project talking about uh, typology, talking about cloisters and patios and all this stuff, no? I can talk about uh, landscape also. Mm. It's a house that builds a landscape, lets you see the landscape. It's really in relation with this landscape, no? However, can we cannot also talk about materials, materials and constructive decisions, mm. how every element is being someone has a main role, uh, and how every building element, every constructive element, uh, is defining the space itself, etc. No, then perhaps I could say can uh, and Isabel to yeah. to answer your question. Okay. <laughs> and and what is it in particular? If you were to pick a detail, is it the window detail that you find like the most favorite, or is it just the com- the culmination of all those? It's a combination of all because uh, the, uh, we ask to every one of these elements how it wanted to be mm-hmm. during the, the work site. Then I can talk to you about the switchers and plugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have yeah. they are in a different layer. Mm-hmm. They are not part of the wall. We don't do uh, we don't hide it 
in mm. the wall. We mm. try to show it. We can talk about the beams over every every window. Okay, mm -hmm. it's it's a part of a of the of the being of the of the house itself. No, we can talk about the columns. The columns. There is only one column, but the column is not placed where the structure wants. It's placed where the column wants. The project doesn't. The column doesn't want to be a beam. That is not in a knot of two beams. Mm -hmm. It's right out of its place it wants to be something else no and well all the decisions all mm. the tiles that made the pavement uh, have different layers different layers and this overlapping of layers and layers and layers is the thing that makes the result no mm -hmm. and it's a kind of a fantastic in the in the more intense way fantastic mm -hmm. space at the end no built off a lot of th things no mm -hmm. it perhaps is on the opposite of the minimalistic stuff, no? Tries mm. to be maximalistic, complex, yes. no? And involving um, uh, all the concepts, no? Just as a, mm, yes, yeah, an orchestra, no? Mm. I guess on the topic of these, of you saying the kind of layers of materials that you, or ingredients that you put in this, how does it work between you and Irene then um, when you're making the decisions and when you're, is it quite hierarchical or? Um, or like the other, maybe the other people in your office as well. You know, is it a big conversation about amongst all of you? Is there? Do you feel like it's quite in, an intuitive um, answer that comes out, or is it very much like, no, we have to do this because I like this more than, or is there another? How no, do you work we 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 don't use to to like or unlike things. Mm -hmm. However, uh, is uh, always in the. There is no, there are no rules, of course. There are no rules. Uh, there is not a system of making things, no. And every project is evolving. Then I don't know how it's going to be the next. However, in this this last project, I think that we are looking for a coherence, or a very complete coherence mm. between the plot or the place where we are uh, working, the client, the materials, the the typologies, this uh, tradition, etc. No, uh, how. Um, uh, we can uh, um, uh, put all these ingredients all together, no? And all of them, when you call, m the more you you can, the more elements you can. How all this complexity, uh, it's solved from a very strong coherence, trying to be coherent. Because mm -hmm. sometimes the coherence is to be sometimes uncoherent, no? Or uh, having yeah, yeah contradiction, yeah. no? Yeah. Then. Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes it's coming venturi without. Uh, <laughs> uh, we didn't have the. Uh, we didn't wait um, uh, him to be in this conversation. However, uh, uh, complexity and contradiction could be also inside mm. of this talk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, I know I asked you about references before, and we don't have to talk about anybody who's alive. But um, in terms of. So you have Rome and, and classical buildings, but in terms of other big influencing architects, or and you've mentioned some already, like who would you say has had like a really big impact on your office, um, dead or no longer practicing architects? We well, there, there are a lot, of course, and there are a lot that are still alive, of course, because mm. we have a lot of friends working in a very, very nice way and mm. we are in love with all the things they do and, uh, uh, well, there are, there is a lot of people doing really incredible things and really coherent and really amazing, no? Mm. However, what I think is that you have to look to yourself. Mm. You don't have to look abroad or out of your... Uh, uh, too much out of you because you are not going to be coherent mm. with yourself. You, know? you are mm. not going to be... Uh, c confident and co comfortable with yourself, let's say, no, uh, because if you decide to to pick things and details from all around. I think uh, then the the, the best um, the the best uh, uh, reference we we can have is from our past, the things we have seen, the things we have been, the places we have visited, uh, etc. No, and most of them sometimes come from buildings that don't have architect behind, mm. you know? mm -hmm. I used to talk, today in the talk you are going to see it about things, you know, that, that I say things 
not buildings, but things that have been done with a very strong coherence. You know? mm. uh, and uh, we, we feel very comfortable following all these, these stuff uh, very closely. You know? mm-hmm. Okay, so lastly, do you have any advice for the students? And I'd actually want to expand that to young architects who are kind of starting out in their career as well. We, we began talking more or less about this, no? Mm. It's, on one hand, I will say that it's very, it's a strong decision to, to, to ask yourself what are you going to work with during your whole life, no? Mm. Then if you don't have fun with the things you do, you have to change. That's not a problem, no? I, I was thinking that it was, but now I see that there are a lot of options. Life is so long, no? Then mm-hmm. you can change. However, one, one, uh, if you decide to go with this, I think that you only have to uh, try to be coherent, no? With, not only with yourself, but also with the project and try to follow the project. Try to ask to the project what it wants to be and where where and when I start a project, I don't really know. Mm. You ask to the plot, to the client, to where, then sometimes you find a very strong concept, a very strong um, and important and uh, uh, strong yeah, concept uh, or idea, then you just have to follow. No, mm. Feel free for doing whatever. Whatever. And try to look more into the libraries mm. than in, in the internet, no? Mm. It's much mm. better to have a book than a website, no? Then, yeah. um, because we have a lot of noise around, no? And we have to... Well, it's not easy to select between all this noise, no? Very easy to get distracted. For sure, <laughs> for sure it's, yeah. not, it's, not, it's not easy. And you and Erin teach quite a lot, is that, is that kind of a big part of your practice? Well, um... Uh, that's in the base of mm-hmm. our studio, no? Mm-hmm. Our studio has this ugly name because it's really ugly. I don't like it. I actually don't. What, why? That's it. Well, yeah, that's let's, it. Talk, going, let's talk about it. I'm going to eat. No, it's called TEDA or TEDA or mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't like it. The thing is that on one hand, we didn't want to be, uh, let's say, names, mm-hmm. personal names, mm-hmm. because we feel like we are in a studio and we are an atelier, then mm. everyone who is involved there from, I don't know, the first one doing a sketch until the last uh, carpenter doing a frame or everyone is part of it, no? mm-hmm. or part of the, the, yeah, the, 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 the people you need to build a building, no? Mm. Then that's it uh, on one hand. But on the other, we wanted to be always in one sense this we could say a workshop or an atelier no a place where people learn and yeah making things building things doing things mm-hmm. no then workshop as a, a space where the craftsmen meet and the craftsmen work then this uh, workshop is a place where to share a cup of tea or where to share a doubt on a model, no? Then, on one hand, this concept of the craftsman atelier. In, in Catalan, the, our mother tongue, no, is taller. Then the tea of the T-E-D-A. But on the other hand, we want to keep on studying things. Studying in a way that we are interested in the past architecture, we are interested in how things are have been built or how things work, then we are interested in, in studying, then mm. being part of a school, t- teaching or doing crits or mm. whatever, Works to right. learn at the same time we are teaching. No, For us to teach is a way of learning, nothing else. No, mm. We are you learn while you are teaching on the same way you learn at the, uh, at the same time you are designing, no? Then mm. you learn with the students. No? And mm. The students, as I said before, they don't learn from us, they learn from them, mm. no? Uh, much more. Then we are there just to be with them and to learn from them, no? Then the second part of the studio was 
estudi, study, és estudi en català, no? Then the E, and the E apostrofe A is of architecture. Then we could say atelier and studio of architecture, no? Then it has these two sides of the same coin. On one hand, we didn't want to be like a personal name, but on the other, it has a sense of being in these two legs, no? Like, on one hand, doing things and studying things. No? That's great. No, it's no, a good name. And why yeah. don't you like it? Just it sounds, it's, uh, for me, it sounds kind of uh, strange. I don't okay, know. Right. Okay. <laughs> I think a lot of people find it hard to, yeah, like the name, unless it's a personal name, then it's just easy. Yeah, you don't yeah, have to. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and I know I was going to say this is the last one, but um, one thing that really strikes me about your work, even when you're making kind of houses or the school, is always this very kind of present idea that everything is part of the civic um, ness of the city or, or the kind of a civic aesthetic or this, you know, it's like really ingrained with civicness or publicness, you know, architecture, even if it's a private house, is still public. Do you think that's something that you kind of talk about quite a lot? Yeah, I think that uh, I can join, I want to join two concepts. I don't know mm. if I can, but I will try. Uh, as architects, we always do interiors. That's very important because uh, sometimes architecture is thought as a sculpture seen from the outside. However, we need to get in. We need to think about the interiors. However, when we are out, when we are in the street, we are in the street. The street is part of the architecture. But then we are in the city. The city is built of series of buildings. No? Mm -hmm. Then this outdoor aspect is not an outdoor. It's also an interior of a city. Mm -hmm. However, we are building the public landscape. Mm -hmm. Every building is part of a public thing. It mm -hmm. can be a public a private commission or a private or a public commission, it doesn't matter, but you are building something that has a relation with the streets, with the cities, with the landscape, with the outdoor um, environment, environment mm -hmm. no? Then, yeah, I have yeah. solved the problem. With, with this <laughs> yeah, concept yeah, to, it. to answer yeah. it, yeah. No, that's right. it. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much for coming. I think we're going to end it here and take you down to the okay. lecture. Okay. Unless you have anything, any last thing? No, no, to just add? to say thank you because I think uh, it's uh, mm, uh, very impressive for us to come from our tiny studio, from our <laughs> tiny island to your big uh, island to your uh, uh, great school. No, Thank you so much for your interest and for your invitation. Thank you. Thank you, for thank you for listening to this episode of Register. If you enjoyed it, please take the time to leave a review or to subscribe or any of those measures that help uh, increase our visibility across the many platforms that we're available on. In the meantime, I'd just like to thank once again Laura Evans, whose tireless work is essential in making this programme happen. And I look forward to you joining us in our next episode.